Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. At the suggestion of Steve Cotton, who is the president of the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport, New York, where they teach young people about space travel, we're very honored to have with us today an astronaut. His name is William Gregory, and he hails originally from Lockport, New York, and now he lives in Phoenix, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about his background. Bill Gregory has competed in world championships for duathlon and the Ironman triathlon. He graduated from Lockport Senior High School in 75, Bachelor of Science and Engineering Sciences from the U.S. Air Force Academy, 79, Master of Science and Engineering from Columbia in 80, Master of Science and Management from Troy State in 84. Between 81 and 86, Lieutenant Colonel Gregory served as an operational fighter pilot flying the D and F models of the F-111. He attended the U.S. Air Force Test Pilot School in 87, and between 88 and 90, he served as a test pilot at Edwards Air Force Base, flying the F-4A-7D and all five models of the F-15, having flown 40-plus types of aircraft. He has accumulated over 8,000 hours of flight time, but I think he's best known for being a NASA astronaut. He's retired from that. And um, we're going to be talking all about his background. Uh, as of the time of this taping, he is coming to Lockport, New York, for the Challenger Learning Center. He's been very supportive of teaching young people about space travel in Lockport in western New York. As we cover an area from Montreal down to northern Florida and west to the Mississippi. So... Let's first um, talk about why you return to the Challenger Learning Center in downtown Lockport, New York, as a native son. Why is this important to you, Bill Gregory, NASA astronaut? Well, I think it's important for all the uh, young kids to find out about the space program. Right now, we have the space station up there, but people are going to and from it using Russian transportation systems and there's kind of a lull in our space program as far as launch vehicles go. And so because of that, I think it's important to uh, to keep the kids stimulated about it and keep them understanding that, yes, we're very much in the space program, and we're looking to go back to the moon and then on to Mars. And so I think that's it's, it's an exciting time. It's just the leading cusp of it. We're just not there yet. You know, there have been a lot of efforts by private industries uh, following Branson and others to have people on Earth travel as citizens who have the, the funding to do that into outer space. Do you think this is a good idea? 
Oh, sure. I mean, it's it's some people have so much money they can do these kinds of things. I'm afraid that I'm not one of them. But uh, but no, I think it's great for uh, citizens. They've been doing it for years. I mean, we've we've had people who've paid uh, the Russians like thirty million dollars to go up into space, and so I think it's great. You know, right now we've got a lot of commercial flights which are now supplying the space station, which is fantastic. That's offloading NASA, and NASA can work on the much more difficult task of long-range deep space mission leaving our orbit again. Very good. Now, let's talk about growing up in Lockport. Um, And by the way, we've had the late Edgar Mitchell on this program. I don't know if you knew him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very interesting guy, uh, MIT, Ph.D., author, uh, colorful uh, gentleman. I I taped him about seven years ago from his ranch in uh, Boynton Beach, Florida, about 10 miles inland from the ocean. I thought he was a very nice, kind man. In fact, he autographed a bunch of photos for the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport. But let's talk about growing up in Lockport. Why is this special? Why do you keep coming back? What's great about Lockport to you as a native son, Bill Gregory? Well, I, I actually keep coming back because every year I host a reunion for my high school class, the class of 75 from Lockport High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love coming back and seeing my classmates. I love coming back and seeing my friends. I don't have any relatives in Lockport. I, I just visited some in the southern tier over the last couple of days. But um, I think it's just fantastic to come back and, and see the town and see how it's progressing and keeping in touch with old friends. And it's, it's funny. I literally ran into the captain of our cross-country team, Dave Murata, as I walked into L.A. Fitness as I was turning into the locker room. And so, it, it, so we had a nice chat. So... It's it's just special to be able to keep tabs with people, and I'm very proud of coming from Lockport. I think it's a wonderful community. I think that it prepared me very well educationally for when I went to the Air Force Academy, and that was one of the reasons I did so well there is because of the fact that the education I received while I was in the Lockport school system. Very good, very good. Now let's talk uh, a little bit about how growing up in Lockport uh, affected and benefited your later career decision starting with college selection. Let's talk about your foundation in Lockport, New York, uh, leading you towards being an astronaut and um, starting with your college selection. Bill Gregory. Well, you know, um, there was the, the military base at Niagara Falls, uh, a garden reserve unit, and so there was some flying going, flying going on here. My dad had been in the uh, Navy and the uh, Air National Guard, and so I had that influence. I had done some flying, and so uh, even though it was just a little bit, I knew that I loved it. And so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Air Force Academy so bad. And it wasn't a lot of precedence. Um, one of the sons of former Lockport Mayor Betch attended the Air Force Academy when I was in about eighth grade. His 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 brother, or one of the brothers, uh, Dave Betch, was my high school classmate. Mm-hmm. And so there really wasn't a lot of interaction with the Air Force Academy until I went to the uh, American Legion Boys State. And there was a presentation 
from cadets from each of the academies, and that's what really piqued my interest and um, got me to a- apply uh, the summer before my senior year. Very good. For those just tuned in to the Rust Report, our guest today is a former NASA astronaut, Bill Gregory, who hails from Lockport, New York, and we're learning all about his motivation to become an astronaut, the training he received as a child in Lockport, New York, and his accomplishments. He is coming in as of the date of this taping to the Challenger Learning Center, which teaches young people from 5 years old to 25 years old about space travel. And uh, it's really a, a neat thing, and especially it's in a little bit of a rough area, so it keeps kids away from crime and drugs and problems and gives them productive energy and thoughts. Here we have a plug. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. They have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guests. Conrad and Nirvana Lowell of Lowell Foods International in Chicago, Illinois. Charles Joyce, National Committeeman for the Republican Party from New York State, and Ed Cox, New York State Republican Chair. Coming up, we'll have Professor Ray Farris of Clarion University in Pennsylvania talking about opioid addictions, and Henry Simmons, retired professor from Toronto, Canada, talking about faith in God. And he has been with the University of Chicago and University of Ottawa and University of Toronto. So we have exciting programs coming up on the Rusk Report. A little bit more information about astronaut Bill Gregory, originally from Lockport, New York, now in Phoenix. He was selected by NASA in 1990. Lieutenant Colonel Gregory became an astronaut in 91. His technical assignments included shuttle avionics, integration, laboratory, sale, Astronaut Office Representative for Landing, Rollout, T-38 Flying, Safety, Kennedy Space Center Astronaut Support Personnel, ASP, Capsule Communicator, Capcom, and Mission Control, Astronaut Office Representative for Rendezvous and Proximity Operations and Spacecraft Operations Branch Chief. Recommended to be on the program by the President of the Challenger Learning Center, Steve Cotton, and again, that's located in downtown Lockport, New York. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the Lockport background and your military experience. How did this um, help uh, leading to your application and selection as an astronaut? Bill Gregory. Well, I wanted to be a shuttle pilot uh, rather than a mission specialist, and all of the prior selected uh, space shuttle pilots were former military test pilots. And so in addition to getting my engineering degree from the Air Force Academy and then that engineering master's from Columbia via that Guggenheim Fellowship, then 
I went to pilot training. I was able to secure a position as a fighter pilot uh, through my performance. And then after a few years of being a fighter pilot and instructor pilot, then I was selected for, for the test pilot school in 1987. And so that was the key thing, was to be a graduate of the test pilot school. So my academics teamed up with my flying background is what got me into the test pilot school, which was really the last piece of the puzzle that I needed to apply for NASA. Let's talk about focusing on your career as an astronaut and space flight experiences. Could you tell us all about that? Former NASA astronaut Bill Gregory of Lockport. Well, when you first get selected as an astronaut, you go through a one-year training period, and after that one year of training, then you're eligible to be assigned to a space flight. And then eventually, everyone in the class, our, our class was huge in comparison to some classes, um, and so eventually everyone gets assigned to a mission, and then once you get assigned to the mission, there's about a year to 18 months of training for that specific mission. And so my mission was STS-67. It was uh, a mission where we were looking at distant galaxies using onboard telescopes that we carried looking for ultraviolet light. It was the longest mission ever on the space shuttle up until that time, nearly 17 days long. And so there were um, concerns about the fact that we were going to be in a weightless environment if it was going to affect our ability to land the, the spacecraft. And so it was very, uh, very interesting, very science-based mission. And uh, that made it a lot of fun. It gave us a good chance over 17 days to see a lot of sites orbiting the Earth as well. Very good. Let's uh, go back to the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport, New York. I understand you have one in Phoenix also. Why is it important for kids between 5 and 18 to learn about space travel, space exploration, and uh, the challenges that you faced with such? Yeah, I was actually the vice chairman of the board of directors for the uh, for the Phoenix Challenger Center for some time, and so I was on that board for seven, eight years, and so I've, I've been supporting, and then of course, the and I was actually there, I was the, the guest speaker um, opening night when I first opened it, so as soon as I found out that uh, there was going to be a Lockport one, of course, I was very supportive of that, and uh, so it, it does my heart good to come back here, and uh, the real reason I think it's so important for these kids to get interested in uh, STEM, uh, science, technology, and of course uh, mathematics, engineering, and mathematics. You, you you want these kids to consider taking the more rigorous academic path. A, a lot of folks don't realize how early in a kid's educational career they have to make decisions now that direct them through their high school years and then on to where they're going to end up studying in college, what, what types of majors. And so we're trying to reach them early enough to get them interested, to, to, to let them see how exciting it is for these 
different technical types of studies. And so if we can get them to take the harder math courses, it doesn't mean that they have to end up, but at least they're in a position that they can make a choice. And I think that's very important. It's just terrible when they get to a point and they find out because they didn't take this course, now they're not on this path, and they're not eligible for this type of a career. And so that's why I think it's so important to reach out and get them excited about the space program and what technology does. And, of course, part of what they learn about is they learn about all these spin-offs, all these benefits to the world that come about from things like the space program and all these miniature, you know, I'm talking to you on a cell phone, well, all these small electronics and stuff, these weren't developed in private industry so that you could have uh, an iPod or a cell phone. No, they were they were developed so that we could launch things into space. And then it was applied to commercial uses. The fact that we have satellites, you know, you've, you've got satellite dishes on a house, you've got information at your fingertips from computers. All of this has come about from the space program. And so it also helps people understand the value of their tax, tax dollars that are being spent on NASA and the space program because it's, it's had a huge, huge aspect on our lives in that you know weather satellites, being able to show where hurricanes are going, if you're if something happens to someone in your family like a heart attack, they've got the data from that individual telemetry from the ambulance and so you're not waiting to start treating the patient until they get to the hospital. They're doing that initial stuff that's so important. They're doing it right in the ambulance because of all the information that's being traveled back and forth. And I think it's hugely important for Americans to realize all the benefits that they have gotten. It isn't about paying, trust me. Well, very good. You were telling us all about the value of outer space exploration, and that's what they're teaching young people, the Challenger Learning Centers. We do not reach Phoenix. We go as far west as the Mississippi as we cover 17 states and half of Canada, but we do not reach Phoenix. But we do reach all of New York State and where many of the Challenger Learning Centers are. And Bill Gregory, NASA astronaut, is committed to teaching young people about exploration. He just gave a brilliant talk of all the inventions and knowledge that have come about from the space program. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Toronto, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. When Bill Gregory grew up, he probably was listening to the old KB radio with Danny Nevereth and Sandy Beach and others, and that's the same station that is now ESPN AM 1520. So drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you, Canadian and European listeners also. A little bit more information. It was my... It was my- it was my favorite radio station, WKBW. Well, I hope it still is. Now it's all sports except for me, but I hope it still is your favorite station. ESPN AM 1520 blanketing 17 states with 50,000 watts of clear channel power. A little bit more information about Bill Gregory, who's a fan of this station. 
He flew on STS-67 1995 and has logged 400 hours in space. Lieutenant Colonel Gregory retired from the Air Force and left NASA in the summer of 99. He has spent nine years in Phoenix, Arizona with Honeywell Defense and Space as the Senior Sales Manager for Human Space Flight, landing the avionics role on the Orion Crew Exploration Vehicle, CEV. Our guest today, astronaut Bill Gregory, originally from Lockport, New York, now in Phoenix and a big fan of this station. Now, let's talk about life after leaving the military. What have you been doing? What's special to you, Bill Gregory? Well, you just mentioned the fact that I worked for Honeywell, and then I worked for um, two other engineering firms after that. Uh, I just finished up a five-year stint where I was teaching pilots how to recover from out-of-control situations in the extra 300L aircraft. If you've ever watched the Red Bull Racers, it's basically the same plane that you see going through those obstacle courses. And uh, as, a, as just a change of pace to try something new, for the last nearly a year, basically uh, 10 months, I have been uh, a medevac pilot, a medical evacuation pilot, where I fly a corporate jet and I uh, we transport people from everywhere in the world and we bring them to uh, usually somewhere in the United States where they can get better medical treatment. So we've, we've brought people from Thailand and uh, let's see, my last trip we had somebody he was from Vietnam, but we, we picked him up in Seoul, South Korea. And so we used a team of pilots to, to speedily get him back. And so that's, uh, that's been what I've been doing for almost the last year. Let me ask you an interesting question. We asked this of the late Edgar Mitchell, Apollo astronaut, and he felt there was human life on other planets. Uh, how do you feel? Do you agree with uh, the late Edgar Mitchell? Well, I'm not. Uh, did he say human life or did he say life? Because I, I'm not really sure. Well, he said life, life, but I, I think he was thinking yeah. that there was human life on other planets. Well, I, I think I think we're going to find life on other planets, whether or mm-hmm. not they're humans. That uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of little turns in the the path of mankind to get where we are today. But I I firmly believe that with all the stars and galaxies out there, are you kidding? There's got to be life out there. And I think we're getting closer to finding it. Very good. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about these Challenger Learning Centers in Lockport and in Phoenix. Uh, Why, if uh, a mom at home has a 10-year-old kid or a 14-year-old who's been in some trouble in downtown Lockport, why should she bring that child over to a Challenger Learning Center to learn about space travel? How is this going to enhance uh, a, a normal child or perhaps a child who has some learning disabilities or uh, some addiction problems? Well, they do um, they do specialized training there. They teach these kids how to do uh, different exercises as far as simulations in space, and that is something that teaches them, uh, you know, orderly behavior and following checklists and stuff. So it, it teaches them it teaches them some regimentation. 
Let's talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing. You're coming, as of the date of this taping, you're coming into Lockport to the Challenger Learning Center as an honored guest uh, at the invitation of uh, Kathy Michaels and Steve Cotton with the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport and the Board of Directors. What are you going to do in Lockport? Well, like I said, I'm coming back for uh, my this annual reunion that I host for my class. And then um, in addition to that, what we're going to do is um, I'm giving a presentation at the Challenger Center, which, of course, I'm greatly looking forward to. And it's going to be exciting to meet with the kids. I was I was there a year ago. I had a great opportunity to talk to, uh, to people at, at that time. And so I'm looking forward to having that opportunity again. We have a few minutes left on the Rusk Report. Again, we're honored to have astronaut Bill Gregory come back to his hometown and uh, be a, a guest of honor at the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport, New York. After the Challenger disaster where the crew members died, and uh, of course Ronald Reagan made his famous speech with such sympathy and admiration for those crew members, uh, were you fearful? Were you scared going into outer space? No, you know, I found it to be exciting. Um, I really didn't have fear because I, I felt like, well, the odds were in your favor. Now, after Challenger, the program thought the, uh, the probability of losing the vehicle was about one in a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, after we lost the second one, the second one, we lost Columbia. That, that was people that I knew. And, uh, so then the, the odds dropped to, about one in 65 but to be honest with you those odds are still really good and i would have gone on a mission very next day uh the the two losses we had both of those were known problems that unfortunately we thought that we had licked and obviously we had not and so we underestimated the significance of those problems and so it's unfortunate but we, you know, for the number of missions, 135 missions, you know, we really did quite well. And that's why it's, it's just very difficult to do spaceflight. It's uh, a very harsh environment. There are so many pieces to the equipment to go wrong that, you know, 99.99% correct is way, way too little of a precision. And so uh, in, until you really dive into it and see exactly how complicated spaceflight is, you really don't have a grasp to the difficulty in pulling it off and also to the, the risks that you have to surmount. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. I'm sorry we'll have to have you on again. Bill Gregory, honoree at the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport, New York, native son. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production for 15 years, and to Steve Cotton and Kathy Michaels of the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport for recommending this program. Thank you for enlightening us so much. Astronaut Bill Gregory, native of Lockport. Have a great week. 
You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.